0: everybody how's it going i want to welcome everybody to the inaugural episode of our new podcast called scribes bards and balladeers if you haven't guessed it's all about the singer songwriter and this is a we're really excited about this because it's a collaborative effort between uh, band device tv and we are tulsa music they are uh, launching a podcast that's gonna be featuring a lot of local musicians from the area and we get to kind of tap into the singer songwriter market of it so you know, Matt and I've been doing uh, podcasts and stuff together for about a year now, and figure well, it's about time to put our money where our mouth is, and our first guest is going to be Mr. Matt Mason. How's it going, everybody? Doing well, doing well. All
1: right, so uh, <laughs> this is good. This is going to be good, man. Uh, we are Tulsa Music's got this network going, and we're uh, agreeing to you know help them out on some content, and, yep. and meanwhile, you know we can. Interview some of our friends and some people that we want to be friends with. This is true. This is true. It'll be interesting to see how people, you know, how they work, how the, what, what, what's behind all the songs, what's behind the, exactly. the crazy madness driven to do this, you know? Right,
0: right, right. You know, the, the whole singer-songwriter thing is really really a prevalent thing in the, the Tulsa, even northeast Oklahoma area. I mean, you, you kind of look at the explosion of the red dirt song, sound, and that was, you know, that was pretty much adding a full rock band to the singer-songwriter aspect mm-hmm. of it. You know, yeah. it's a nice melding of, you know, country and Americana and stuff I like a lot that. Of so. like,
1: you know, like that seventies California country influence yeah. in it. Yeah,
0: true. A lot. True.
1: You know, Skinner was the one that turned me on to Graham Parsons, for nice. instance. And nice. so like, you know, even though Graham was not from California he's kind of credited being sort of the pioneer of what they called the cosmic cowboy sound.
0: (laughs) Yes. Cosmic cowboy. Yeah.
1: So, uh, you know, it was really cool to be kind of trying to learn how to do it when I was down in Stillwater, you know, and see Skinner and them playing. And it was like, I wasn't used to hearing that kind of music really. You know, I was looking for, you know, rock and roll, but Mm -hmm. I was like, Hey, this kind of reminds me of some of the old country stuff we used to listen to. This is pretty cool. And so, then i started realizing you know a lot of them write their own music this isn't like you know a cover band at a frat gig this is like or
0: the nashville songwriter network kind of stuff yeah yeah.
1: exactly they they were all writing their own music you know and so i started to realize it's like well this is pretty cool you know and i mean these guys are just as good as anybody that's famous that was doing it and you know a lot of the famous people later you know came Mm -hmm. around and and drew some inspiration from that well out there absolutely absolutely that was pretty neat so in my you know real formative years of trying to do it i was you know just absorbing anything i could I'd see the red dirt rangers or tom skinner or the medicine Medicine show show, probably seen them more than any band in the world you know (laughs) just by the sheer fact of it was close down by the you know the Mm -hmm. strip uh willies is one of my hangouts and
0: and Scott Evans did a lot of work on my guitars too, because he worked at uh, Daddy O's. Yeah, totally, so, totally. So. And we're then get him in here too. sometime. we'll have to see. <laughs> yeah. But enough about Scott. Let's talk about you. So you've been playing around. You've you've had your loud rock and roll band Hurricane Mason for years. Mm-hmm. You had Tie Dye Sunrise before that, mm-hmm. but you've been doing a lot of solo stuff lately. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Well, we gonna have you play a song.
1: So uh, in the in the grand scheme of things, here you know. Hurricane Mason, I've had a lot of different lineups and a lot of different people, you know, and it was a pretty solid lineup for about 10 years there with Ace Eversol on bass and Sean Montgomery on drums. And so, uh, you know, I, my first little jaunts on so, uh, solo stuff was back in like 13. You know, I was like, all right, I'm just going to, I got this gig offer in Chicago, and I'm like, well, I might as well play some stuff on the way up there and on the way back. Let's see what happens. So I... You know, it's just got on the computer and started sending my press kit to anybody that would respond. Mm-hmm. And so I just made up a decision. I wasn't going to try to chase anybody on the phone. I wasn't going to try to do anything but send them an email. If they can respond to that, then all right, awesome. So next thing you know, I've got like, you know, two and a half weeks worth of dates, you know, starting in Austin and going to Chicago and back.
0: Kind of went the long way to get there, didn't <laughs> Yeah, well, it was like a week
1: in Texas first. Oh, okay. You know? So it was like a week in, in Texas, Austin, Fort Worth, Dallas. And then uh, I came back for a couple of days, and then I went north. Then. And so that was like, I'm trying to remember how it went. If it was Kansas City, then Lawrence, then Hammond, Indiana... And then a couple of different gigs in chicago and then another gig on the way back through in kansas city maybe it, you know something like that
0: how long were you on the road
1: it was about two and a half weeks all together yeah, every know,
0: night every other night or I,
1: pr- I pretty much played every single night you know oh, great. and and that's like you know something that's really cool about going out there is you know there's there's somewhere to play mm-hmm. every night and so you know it was really kind of liberating because i was like hey these people don't know me they don't have any preconceived notions of what i am or who i am let me just go be myself you know and that was around the time and i was kind of trying to you know lay off the booze a little bit and so that really helped me out a lot and then you know it made me realize it's like hey you know these these people aren't hiring me because any other reason other than they liked my music that yeah. i sent them and that that's a little bit different story than you know playing down at uh wings and things you know whatever whatever (laughs) trying to you know muscle your way in there between the football game or whatever yeah Yeah. so that was a real wide wide eye opener and at one point it kind of made me mad that i'd waited so long to do longer range touring and the other time i was glad i did it Mm because i saw what it was like two states away to tell someone you're from tulsa Mm -hmm. and have them just ask you if you knew all these tulsa guys leon Mm -hmm. russell and you know and i told them that you know, I, I I didn't really know Leon or anything, but I, I worked with some of his side man. Chuck Blackwell played on a few tunes, and we did some gigs together. And you know, I was just like they couldn't believe it they were like that's awesome man those guys you know they had a huge impact around the country and around the world oh, yeah. and i just don't know that everybody around here really realizes that right. necessarily
0: we get a little spoiled because you're a hometown boy you know it's well funny. sure you definitely did break out of the the northeast oklahoma market that's for sure yeah i
1: mean and you know it's like as you go and ner- further north i mean drinking's a way of life you know and the oh. bar scene is a different story it's a different animal there and so i played this union hall in hammond indiana man they're rowdy too and it was like <laughs> still it was like one of the best best gigs of the whole thing you know mm-hmm. and you're just like man this is cool yeah who'd yeah, have thought yeah exactly. <laughs> i've been beating my head against the wall in tulsa for a hundred years yeah so anyway so i came back from all that with a renewed sense of you know what i could do and what i what i i thought i wanted to do and And so, you know, I'd been working a little bit a couple years before that with my friend uh, Ted Russell Camp, plays Mm -hmm. bass for Shooter Jennings. Okay. Amongst others. But he's got a pretty good solo career going. And so what he was doing was, you know, he's just picking up a band wherever he needed a band. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that takes a lot of organization and a lot of drive and, you know, kind of like some names and contacts of people that you know you can trust to you know, come come up with a good arrangement of your tunes that m- maybe they didn't play on, maybe they weren't mm-hmm. part of, maybe they didn't hear them until you sent them to them, of course. Right. and So, you know, it's a different animal. So, I mean, all those years of playing with the same lineup was just awesome. I mean, there's a, you know, telepathy that happens after you've played about 500 shows together that, you know, it's like... We're playing these songs, but we're having a conversation amongst sure. the three of us. Sure. And sometimes it was a great conversation. Other times it wasn't so great. <laughs> but you get that telepathy in a tight band like that, and it's just like, man, really over the top. And then, you know, you go and you play with other people that, you know, you don't necessarily maybe know them or anything. You just, they, you found them some way in whatever city, you know, I try to go where I know people right. somehow. You know, I know people everywhere I went, and so you know it's, it makes it a little bit easier to you know hey get, can you find me a bass player can you find me a drummer mm-hmm. you know um and so you know that live in chicago album i did it i did that on that tour and it was like my friend destiny plays saxophone up in chicago she got us a rhythm section and we went out there and did it you know with two hours of rehearsal and it's just like you know i couldn't have done that when i was 25 right, you know? right i mean just being able to know your material be able to direct people that you know to try to give them the best arrangement of the song and you know the feel of it and you know people in the north play different man they, they feel it different do they they're, they're like it's probably di-
0: from the more winters longer winters huh? it's different
1: <laughs> they're like when you get to kansas city they all want to play on the beat or ahead of it slightly okay nothing wrong with it But my music, there's one thread that runs through my music and it's behind the beat. I see. And that's sort of hard to explain at first. But once they kind of understand, it's like, hey, this guy, you know, he's been swimming around the same pond as some of these other people and listen Mm -hmm. to how they do it. They're they're behind the beat, you know? So there's a real difference. Sure. You know, a blues man in Milwaukee. <laughs> versus a blues man in Tulsa. Sure, the feel of the drums, the way the drummer hits, the way the bass player—it's just a little different. That's but cool. it's cool, and so I kind of felt like I was almost like a musical tourist. You know, I nice. was just providing this little, you know, tapestry. It's like, hey, you know, here's here's some stuff we I know we can do at this show. You know, and uh we'll go go over it and run over it and and. You know, you put together a show every city. It's a new situation. Sometimes it's a duo. Sometimes it's a solo. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like, you know, my friend Chicago and me that plays banjo, you know. We played
0: <laughs> gigs,
1: you know, him him doing my tunes on the banjo with me. And it was like.
0: That's got to be interesting.
1: Yeah, man. And so it shakes it up. It's like, the best I can explain it to people is like, it's like being in a marriage for a long time. And then <laughs> all of a sudden you're like a musical swinger.
0: No, <laughs> You know, and
1: so. Of course, it's a lot different, but, you know, it's like it makes you kind of have to stand up, you know. And all that time I spent with Ted down in Texas recording and playing, it was like, man, I was just amazed when I saw what was going on. But, you know, then I was like, okay, this is how the pros do it. you got to step this up and be able to do this. And so, you know, I mean, you grow when you have adversity. Mm -hmm. you you got to tackle it head on and, and you can like grow from those experiences rather than shrinking violet in the corner. You know what I mean? Okay. It's easy to play in front of your friends. It's easy <laughs> to play with the same band for a sure, hundred years, sure. but it's not easy to go out and do it in unfamiliar circumstances and unfamiliar things. It's not for everybody. Definitely. Right. If you have a problem with uncertainty, <laughs> it'll kill you.
0: Well, why don't you, uh, why don't you go ahead and swap out and get your acoustic guitar out and play us a place. One of your original songs. Right? Oh, right we're on. here to listen to some music. Right so.
2: Stops. Ain't nobody now that really knows. Just caught in the act of trying to be yourself, tortured you by broken hopes. But it all comes down to sink or swim. Would you please throw me a rope? Your mind grows dark and the skies grow clouds and rain. In the end, we're all just looking for something to kill the pain of a wasted life and loneliness. Feeling beat down, battered, and broke. You wake up screaming in the middle of the night, just wishing it's all a joke. The sweet euphoria, my friend, is hard to find. No I'll look for it in my own head at least ten thousand times over a thousand miles of highway and all the whiskey in this bar you're addicted to the cold steel blades all you complain about is the scar. Hard to fine. No, i look for it in my own head. At least 10,000 times. Over a thousand miles of highway. And all the whiskey in this bar. You're addicted to the cold steel blades. All you complain about is the scar.
0: So tell us about that song. First of all, what's the title of it?
1: That song was called Sweet Euphoria. It's off of my first album. Right. F- first album I ever did.
0: Well, that was circa late 90s? <laughs> 1890s. 1890s. Yeah, back
1: before they had uh, the internet and all this other stuff. Back really. when you
0: had to get Spotify on a CD, right? Right, 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 <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, so... I recorded that out there at the old place in Catoosa. Oh,
0: many late nights there. Yeah, the, hur- early morning the hurricane
1: machine shop, as we <laughs> called it. But yeah, yeah. You, you, I think you helped engineer a few of those tunes mm-hmm. on there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we just had a good time out there. But the song right. is like called Sweet Euphoria. Right. And so years ago, before it became, you know, super cool to like Chris Cornell, I'd read this interview with Chris Cornell. And there was a quote in there. It was something about um you're addicted to the cold steel blades but you complain about the scars you know mm-hmm. and i was like man that's that's heavy duty yeah, yeah. and so you know I, as a writer you're always looking for inspiration you know and that guy was really heavy yeah, yeah. i mean just some heavy tunes you mm-hmm. know and it's like you're always looking for different forms of inspiration you know sometimes comes from reading something sometimes it comes from hearing something sometimes it comes from seeing something it's just like i just feel like you know as a writer you're just out there kind of reflecting all these little things that make you jump into mm-hmm. you know hopefully something that resonates with other people you know yeah yeah and so uh it's kind of a responsibility it's kind of a honor it's kind of a you know i've given up a lot in my life to be able to do this you know and i feel like you know playing music for people that want to hear me that's that's where it's at sure sure and you know influences i love all kinds of music and so it just depends on what i'm doing it may be a a country song maybe a rock song maybe a heavy moody folk thing you know you just you just write music the way you hear it, you know. Mm-hmm. Just what I would want to hear if I bought a record. Uh, that's kind of what I strive for, you know. And Sweet Euphoria is, you know, it's kind of a pretty deep song. And uh you know, I can play it by myself or I can mm-hmm. play it with the band or you know, I've recorded it several times over the years in addition to just the one on the first album. But uh I used a Nashville tuning guitar on that. Some oh, really? on the on the first album, yeah. So, you know, I got this telly, it's like, you just take, like, the octave strings off the 12-string, mm-hmm. and you just string it with that. So it sounds like it's about, you know, yay big.
0: Oh, okay, so you're taking the heavy octaves Yes, yeah, so. so you're, you're taking, just leaving the octave ones on and, and taking mm-hmm. the heavies off. Okay. Yeah, so
1: you're taking the heavier strings off, and so it's kind of like, you know, it's in the range of kind of a tenor guitar sure, almost. Sure. It's really neat. Nice. And so, you know, with a little roto vibe and chorus, just, just <laughs> really, it makes it really lush in the background yeah, there, yeah. you know. <laughs> so, I... uh I have fun in the studio. I really enjoy doing it. You know, I really enjoy recording. It's just kind of one of those more gratifying type things because you're like, you know, you actually have control of what's happening. Yeah. You actually can control the outcome of what, what was happening. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just sort of like you're taking a photograph mm-hmm. of you, where you are then that day, that hour, that minute of, okay, this is how, what I am as a player. This is what I am as a singer and a songwriter. Mm-hmm. And, kind of a visionary of seeing where i want to be able to take all this you know so it's just really awesome i love doing it you know okay. some musicians aren't so good aren't so good about wanting to do studio stuff and it takes a lot of patience it takes a lot of you know oh, yeah. to say the least yep. i mean you know i know it's I know. just like god dang that tape doesn't lie you know i'm uh,
0: neck deep in it right now so <laughs> we'll talk about that later <laughs> so all right so i have a request what's that because you talked about the old days out at the out the studio, and I remember late one night you and I sitting around, and <laughs> you came up with this cool concept about a trucker that was singing on the CB, And I think by the by the six o'clock in the morning, you and I had whipped out that song. Yeah, and we we pulled out the atlas and we're like, yeah. okay, let's let's say we start in Atlanta. Right, right. <laughs> and some of this stuff too is you know from my road trips going out to Wisconsin. And yeah. I Remember, there's a particular particular spot yeah that, the dixie the, truck stop right. remember i was on my way up through yes. chicago we and I, I texted
1: you and i was like where's that truck stop at up here and you're like
0: oh it's in uh it's on 55 i'm not a, don't remember right off hand it starts with an m yeah well but you anyway, ended up cresting the hill and coming right up yeah, on so I, Texas, yeah just so right weird. after that there <laughs> that was there cool. it
1: was so i pulled in there and stopped made my little pilgrimage and everything else That nice. was cool
0: man all right so can you play that song for us sure truck stop Yeah, Truck Stop Sinatra, right? Absolutely. All
2: right. Here we go. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Well, I was on my first midnight run out of Atlanta Driving 18 wheels of parcels to St. Paul Somewhere just south of Chattanooga There ain't no one on the radio at all all at once just coming in from the darkness Save from the light of my radio Came a voice somewhere in the distance Singing a song no I'd heard before and the airwaves start to sing as diesel hums along Another lonely trucker sings his song Little did I know about how this legend go As the truck stopped Sinatra sang me home Off and on for what seemed like forever Just south of the gateway to the west The highway balladier he kept on going I headed north, he faded from the set Straight up 55, I kept on rolling Turned into Dixie Truck Stop, take a rest Couldn't help it, but my mind just kept on going And I finally found someone there to ask And the airwaves start to sing as the diesel hums along Another lonely trucker sings his song Little did I know about how this legend goes As the truck stops and i me home Over Pot of Joe, Frank from Boise, Idaho He spun the tale of the highway balladeer Snickered and he smiled about this wonder in my eyes This legend going back at least 20 years So the story goes Everybody out here knows about this rising star That burned out way too fast When his mama passed away He stepped down off that stage Jumped into the truck ain't never looking back and the airwaves start to sing as the Diesel hums along, another lonely trucker sings his song. Little did I know about how the sledge go. As a truck stops Sinatra and drink, sang me home. And the airwaves start to sing as the Diesel hums along. Another lonely trucker sings his song. Little did I know about how the sledge goes. This truck stops Sinatra and sang me home. Well, That truck stops Sinatra and sang me home.
0: All right, man, that was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> and, uh, every now and then, you know, uh, I see you post something, you know, someplace where you're playing that song, and it's like, man, it just takes me right back to. Yeah. <laughs> Early two thousands when when you and I wrote that thing and that yeah. that studio that had that shag carpet all over the wall it must have been made in the seventies I swear oh absolutely <laughs> I,
1: I just I just loved always loved that show BJ and the Bear you know uh-huh. when I was a kid yeah we were kids BJ and the Bear was the that was the stuff you know? yeah
0: yeah I don't know do they still use Cbs anymore I'm sure they do but I
1: think so I mean I have a few trucker friends and sometimes maybe I guess they I guess they probably still do yeah, I guess yeah. i don't ever... I haven't really talked to them about it in a while, but I mean, I wouldn't see why they wouldn't.
0: Oh, well, it's it's just a way of entertaining each other and keeping keeping awake during the long long haul. I guess. Yeah, right?
1: I mean, you know, I just think that uh, it's probably a lot of a lot of it's online. I know, that, like, sure. um, A lot of the radio stations stuff or satellite yeah, radio, they right, can get it right. anywhere, you know. So, I think they they're pretty developed on the communication. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: They're Skyping and Facetiming and all that. I'm sure. So. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> Ah, yeah, good good old days of communication, huh? CB radio, man, awesome! Yeah. All right, so we've got time for one more song. What's this last song you're going to do for us?
1: Let's see. The name of this song is called American Rust.
0: American Rust, I, I like that. It's uh,
1: yeah, it's about I can just a, see
0: where that's going already.
1: Yeah, it's about a 49 Ford.
0: Nice.
1: I, I, uh, from time to time, as you know, I like to collaborate with people and write some songs together, and so. One of my uh, friends, uh, Steve O'Gwen, and I wrote this. And, uh, you know, he comes up with some rough idea and then, you know, kind of knock the corners off of it, come up with the music, come up with the melody, kind of like we work like that. Okay. And so we've been fiddling around with a bunch of songs for a few years now, and that's just kind of one that's sort of risen to the top, you know. It's like partly what you want to do when you're writing your own music is try to, like... Hit them with something that sounds familiar, Mm -hmm. that's easy to listen to. Okay. You know, I mean, that is relatable to them. Sure. In an easy way, you know. And so certain topics, certain feels, certain riffs, you know, I mean, they just resonate easier than some abstract, really strange thing they've never heard before. Mm -hmm. And so when you're, you know, out there just trying to, you know, pick up a band or whatever you know sometimes the music has to be a little bit simpler sure and so that's definitely one thing that i've tried on a lot of these songs with steve o is try to play a little simpler a little more to the point condensed Mm -hmm. tales of all kinds of things yeah yeah you know he's an interesting dude is he cool and you know i like to try to you know, maybe sometimes we talk about, hey, you know, here's some lyrics I got, whatever, and you know, back and forth, and it's just really cool, you know, because you can sit in your room all by yourself. Mm-hmm. There's a few people that can do that, but man, collaboration is really fun. It tends it
0: really... to, yeah, you get an idea, and then sometimes it'll both people go the same direction, other times they'll go different directions, but mm-hmm. you know, it challenges you. So sure it does. It, you know, because if it's if it's easy, everybody would be doing it. Exactly. And uh, you know, I, I know that you and I, we've written songs together, we'd sit there and just toil over that one line. It's like, what is that one You say, no, nah, I don't like that. And then you wouldn't like what I like. It's just... You but in the, two
1: but hour, in the two hours in between there, you know, we had a lot of fun. Absolutely,
0: laughing absolutely <laughs> drinking some beer and stuff yeah, like yeah. that, you know. And then we still ended up with a song by <laughs> yeah. the time it was all over. Right, with. what a remember, job! What I a... remember listening to the cassette tape of that uh, truck stop <laughs> Sinatra on the way home, and the sun was coming up, and it's like, how it's it's really really late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Of or course, early That was before Depending when, on what, what yeah. you're, You know That was before Children that's for sure so. Yeah right <laughs> Alright so Go ahead and lead us out With this uh, This last song of yours Alright awesome
1: Rust Here we go
2: Dust dust This is the story of American rust That little girl grew up in the big backseat Highways and the byways And the lonesome city streets they Ain't got no in the post We thin 1958 they traded in for some fins Ashes to ashes Dust to dust This is the story of American Rust. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust, this is the story of marriage. That head was shot. Partner in a field with a mule and a plow. Fifty years later, still sitting there now. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. This is the story of American trust. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. This is the story of American it off all those many years ago how the window got broken ain't nobody know the rust eats to steal a little at a time sometimes she dreams it's still 1949 ashes to ashes dust to dust this is the story of american rust ashes to ashes dust to dust story of American Rust.
0: All right, and that's awesome. That was really <laughs> cool. Enjoyed it very much. Well, uh, I guess that's about it, unless there's anything else you want to say. You, um, uh, got some upcoming gigs, some places you play around town. Well, one thing delay, I'm or... really
1: excited about is in 2019, the uh, We Are Tulsa Music people have gotten the uh, award show happening again for the third year. It's going to be at Kane's Ballroom. It's going to be sponsored by these fine folks, Oil Fire Whiskey. Nice. So it's the Oil Fire Tulsa Music Awards. Nice. And I found out just... A few, couple days ago, that I've, I've been nominated for two awards, two different categories. One is uh, 2019 Heartland Artist of the Year. Wow. The other one is Solo Acoustic Artist of the Year. Nice. So it's you know nice to be recognized, and you know you can look at the list of nominees, and it's quite large. Right. There's a lot of music here.
0: I must have been nominated for bedroom artist of the year. (laughs) Bedroom guitar player. (laughs) Well, you know. It's got to be out there somewhere,
1: right? Well, and what I wanted to try to do, you know, I I was nominated last year, too. But what I wanted to do was like, okay, let's see if anybody's paying attention. So I didn't pimp it out. I didn't beg for people to nominate me. Mm -hmm. I just was like, I wanted to see what happened, you know. And So lo and behold, I was like. You fans have spoken. Thank nice. you. Well, congratulations! I appreciate on it. That. It's very flattering to and, be nominated.
0: Uh, so the announcement will be made during the during the show, and will you be playing there? Or
1: well, the the voting starts online on in January first. okay. And so then the the actual show is in April at Cane's, mm-hmm. and I believe they've Canes. been <laughs> uh, yeah, right on. They've been uh, announcing some performances and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it's just going to be a really action-packed, fun-filled three or four months leading up to this nice, award nice. show. So if you like Tulsa music and you like following, you know, real artists, you might check it out. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to continuing this this podcast with the We Are Tulsa Music people. And, uh, yeah, look forward to grabbing on to some of you other singer-songwriters out there. So if you guys are interested, you know, leave some comments in the, in the post below and we'll try to get you guys into the studio here and uh, give you a chance to showcase a couple of a couple three of your songs and do a little talk on the podcast and uh you know you can also check out bandadvice.tv afterwards we'll have the the video shoot of this podcast after the podcast comes out so until next time this is the scribes bards and balladeers podcast peace